0: Hey, this is Joseph Thompson. Thanks for listening to the Open Spaces podcast. Why don't you sit back, relax, and join me as we take a journey together into wide open spaces. Okay, and welcome. It's great to have you guys back. And if you're joining us for the first time, Thank you for joining us. Uh, Over the next few minutes, I want to take some time uh, to really introduce you to someone that's really precious to me, uh, a a really good friend of mine. Um, I also, for those of you who understand this parlance, uh, consider him a spiritual son. That means simply someone that, uh, in our faith, um, as Christ followers... I've taken under my wing and nurtured, and he he just has a really special place in my heart. Uh, so uh, hey, guys, why don't you welcome John Williams to the show? Hey, John, welcome. Great hey, to have you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. So John, tell me a, a little bit about yourself so that the people who are listening get to know you and understand what it is I like so much about you.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm... 35. Um, I am a a, a husband and a dad of two little girls, um, two precious little girls that are growing up very quickly. Um, I I work at Action Church. I'm one of the pastors there and I oversee uh, a lot of what happens in our experience department, mostly uh, in the area of production and making sure that uh, all of our weekend services happen uh, without a hitch, you know?
0: Yeah, so uh, essentially, in case people didn't realize that, didn't make the connection, you and I both uh, are pastors at the same church, yep. and uh, at least in this season, and it's it's been amazing because uh, I love what we as a church get to do in the communities where we serve, the lives that we've impacted and changed. That really is what we're all about. We talk about reaching people where they are and connecting them to everything uh, that God has for their Absolutely. lives. So I-, I love that we get a chance to do that together. So... Um, Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how we met, because yeah. uh, it's been uh, six years or thereabouts yeah. now. Yeah, about the, six yeah. years. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Uh, I, it, we we sort of had a mutual connection at a church that I became lead pastor at, uh, and that trans uh, transformed into a, a relationship that went beyond just the church world. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. So we met, uh, like like you said, it was about six years ago, and just happened that. Um, Uh, when you became the pastor of this church, I was, uh, loosely involved there as well, as far as being connected with some of the people who were leading through that transition. And it was recommended that you and I meet and, uh, we kind of formed a relationship based on that. Once you had told me that you, uh, you owned your own CrossFit gym and I was looking for a place to really start working out and get back into fitness. And it just kind of worked out that way. So,
0: you know, what's amazing about that, John, we've been doing CrossFit together almost weekly, Non-stop since then. Since then, yeah. Other than uh, a few months during the COVID lockdown, yeah. But yeah. even after the lockdown, we started working out again together. Yeah, yeah and it's interesting because um, pastoral ministry is is sort of a, in some senses, a thankless occupation because uh, until um, you actually engage the process, you don't realize how how much people make judgments about you from a distance right and uh i remember that when i became lead pastor of the church one of the things that i heard most from so many of the people were that oh uh, john is a guy you're gonna have to be careful about you're gonna have to watch him because uh, uh he has questionable character he he talks uh, a lot about things but uh I'm still waiting to see this questionable character after six years because yeah. uh, it seems that for some reason, uh, many of the people and now, because I know the story and we don't need to get into it. Sure. I realize why, uh, they, they, uh, felt so negatively. Yeah. But what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah. I think people, people are going to talk, you know, so it's, it's more about, um, what you do, how you care for people around you, what your friends say about you more than it is about people who don't really know you and. Have uh, the misconceptions, so it's one of those things. As as the the, the higher you get up in leadership, and especially uh, when you're at a ch- at a church that's growing, and that like you say, uh, often there's a target on your back when that happens, and um, that that people are going to have these misconceptions, and and you just kind of learn how to how to deal with that and trust in who God says you are and
0: who your friends say you are. So, John, that that sounds fantastic, and it is actually true. It is biblical. But we know that we don't always apply that. Right. So, what is it that makes you able to view life through that lens and For filter sure. when you've been hurt? What yeah. is it that makes you be able to do it's, that? It's. Uh,
1: I mean, if you if you go down to the root of it, it's it's upbringing is is really what helped me have that filter. Um. At a, I remember at a very young age, dealing with. Uh, you know bullying and criticism even in school at a young age which uh, you know most kids go through and experience in their life and um, my mom would always uh, help me lean on the fact of um, giving people the benefit of the doubt first of all and and um, even turning the other cheek and and learning how to basically let that kind of criticism roll off roll off your back and not let it affect you in a deep way so
0: yeah that's 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 actually john Perfect segue for where I want to go next, talking about your mom, because uh, I hope I I don't even get emotional in in this conversation. Because your mom uh, was incredibly, incredibly precious to me. One of the most gracious, loving women I've ever met in my life. And the the interesting thing about your mom is for you, she was an older mom, because you're 35, like you said. You would think that a 35 year old's mother would be maybe 58. Yep. That, that makes mm-hmm. her 23 years older than you. Mm-hmm. But your mom wasn't. And I say wasn't because your mom uh, passed away a little yep. over a year ago. Right, And uh, I had the privilege to participate in doing her funeral. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later on. But um, let's talk a little bit about your mom. Sure. Uh, how, how old was your mom?
1: My mom was 69 when she passed away. Yeah. Uh, so she was just a, a little shy of getting to her 70th birthday. And she had been battling. Uh, she passed away from breast cancer is what it started as. Um, which it then Metastasized. moved. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and she had battled that for um, what felt like a long time. And it really was. It was over four years that she, from the time of her diagnosis to. When
0: she was less, when she was diagnosed, yep.
1: how long did the doctors say she Less had? than a year is what the
0: doctors gave her. And she lived, and she for, lived. for over four years. Now, that in itself isn't the testimony. Right. It's a beautiful testimony that she lived for four years. But right. here, here's what the testimony is. Your mom had very few bad days that I saw. In other words, by bad days, I mean days where she showed that she was hurt mm-hmm. or angry or she was in pain. Yep. Very few that I right. saw. And I spent a lot of time with her. Yep. What I saw was a woman who was constantly smiling and grateful to God yep. through all the pain all the radiation, all the, th- the therapy that she went through. Yep. In fact, I remember at one point, John, that your mom was in the hospital. I went to visit her because her bones were so brittle that when they would try to insert a rod to support her hip or her knee or something, her bones would just crumble yeah, like powder. Yep. And yet your mom consistently smiled. And interestingly enough, you would say it's typical, especially with the nature of the sort of church that you and I are pastors at and how fast growing it's been and how much work we do in the community. Typically, parents will gravitate towards attending a church where their son is a pastor. Yeah, Yeah. Your mom didn't do that. She did not. And what was the reason why she stayed? she
1: felt very connected to the community at her church and she was very committed to to the fact that she had been in, uh, had been doing life with the people that she was doing life with at her church. So there's, and it, at the stage in the life of, uh, that my, my parents were in, you know, there's not a lot of movement in in those twilight years of your life, right? You're kind of, you're you're kind of stationary to where you are. You've kind of set your roots in, especially where your kids are. And and, and when it comes to a church and to spiritual grounding, my parents had found their found their home church, mm-hmm. and there wasn't really anything to move them from that uh, at that stage of life,
0: except their love for you and their pride in right. what you were doing yep. uh, and how much of an impact you're having. You may or may not know this, but I actually asked your mom that question. Yeah. You know what she told me? She said it was because she had lived all of her life among these people and she wanted the latter years and stages of her life to be a witness and a testimony yeah. to Jesus. Wow! The people would see that no matter how hard it became, she would hold up her head and praise Jesus. Yeah, Until the end, that's all I ever saw her do. Yeah. I never saw her get angry. I never saw her question, why me? I never saw your mom view this as something that was done to her. Yeah. I always heard her talk about it as something that God privileged her to walk through and she'd use it to glorify him, Absolutely. even though she didn't understand it. Yeah. So, um, your mom's, uh, testimony and her witness, mm-hmm stirred something up in me that caused me to on a weekly basis go visit her at home back in the day and it was funny because i i knew your dad but i i hadn't gotten to know him really well not mm-hmm. in the same way i knew your mom right and funny enough every time i would go to your parents home at the time uh he, he would sort of give us space mm-hmm. he would move from the living room where your mom and i would sit and talk and he'd go sit in the family room and uh Uh, do his own thing, read the papers, whatever it is he was doing. He always gave us space and just allowed me to sit with your mom and talk with her and encourage her and pray with her. And it was one of the greatest joys of my life. Um, Because at one point, your mom asked me if I would do her funeral when she went home to be with the Lord, which Mm -hmm. was an incredibly humbling an honoring request, considering yeah. that she'd been part of a church for God yeah. knows how many years. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's a roughly 15 years. Yeah. yeah.
0: So why do you think she asked that of me?
1: Um, I think there was, a, there was obviously the, the trust that was there that had built from the friendship and the conversations. And she knew. I think she knew that if there was anyone that could communicate her heart for uh, the Lord, her heart for her family... Uh, especially through that season, that it would be you uh, because of the conversations that you all had had and what she was able to share with you. Not many people were taking the time to sit with her and hear all those things out. And I can imagine that in that the final stages of your life, the final days of your life, someone who's willing to sit with you and hear hear your story, it becomes a very valuable friend uh, in that
0: season. That, that speaks volumes to me. That means the world to me. In in a sense, it feels like before we even started Rehoboth Home Care Services, I was a caregiver. But the funny thing is, I wasn't a caregiver because I see it as a job. I've always, always loved the elderly. Yeah. Always. Uh, I mean, your mom wasn't that much older than me. I mean, she was older than me, but not that much, 10, 11 years Mm -hmm. um, older than me, but... Your mom, she had a, a wisdom about her and a grace. And, and here's what I realized. I thought to myself, if my mom is dying a slow and debilitating death, I want someone to care enough to make a recording of her final days. Yep. In her raw pain, because what I ended up doing, John, as you know, is I ended up every week I would go there and uh, I was blessed to be part of a church where we have a lot of good uh, equipment. So I would take uh, a camera and they taught me how to use it because I'm just not good with these things, as you know. And I would um, sit down and just turn the camera on your mom and I would just have conversations with her, sort of like you and I are doing now. I would ask her questions and my end goal, we talked about everything, but my end goal was to make sure that she sent a message to each one of her kids. Yeah. And how many siblings do you have? I have five siblings. Five siblings. Yep. And you are the second to the youngest. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I believe you have a sibling who's either my age or close. To yeah, my, my, age. Yes. my eldest
1: sister, yes. she's 14 years older than I am. Yes. So she'll, be, she'll actually be okay. 50 this Okay, year. so yep. a
0: little younger than me, yep. but yes. Um, so um, the fact is... Your mom left very specific messages for each one of you, which, um, none of you actually knew I was recording specific messages. Right. I just told you I was going to be recording your mom. Yep. And then we turned those into individual, what do you call them? Uh, yeah, thumb drives. Little, yeah, uh, exactly. The little, little thumb drives. Videos that I shared with each one yep. of you at her funeral. And, um your younger sister Lacey, was such a blessing because a year later she actually sent me a message saying she was watching those videos yep. uh, uh, her sp- personal video and yep. how it had moved her emotionally and all that and
1: yeah it was pretty it was uh, it took a while for some of my siblings to to watch uh, watch those clips tell me why you think that is i think that i think for them it was letting go of of, you know, or accepting the reality that the mom she was, was no not, longer there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Yeah. John, I, I, I can't pretend to understand the pain that you were walking through and that you still continue to walk through uh, at your mom's home going. But I do understand the pain of the loss of a loved one. You yeah. know that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I lost my father um, suddenly. He yeah. wasn't ill. And then t- almost two years to the day we buried him, my younger sister was killed, actually, exactly four days, a year, two years, four days to two years yeah. to the day he died. Yep. My younger sister was killed in a plane crash. So I understand the pain of the loss of a loved one. And um, I think the thing that strikes me most is the reality that um, providing in-home care became a calling for me, not just a job, not a business. Right. Because I realized that in your twilight years, the only thing that you have to really hold on to, to give you joy, are the memories you've made. Absolutely. Because by the time you get to a certain age, everyone who's in your sphere of relationship that's your age is either dying or has already died. Right. So there's a lot of death happening around us uh, at a certain season of life. And so the only thing we have to hold on to are the memories that we make. And, Absolutely. Um, I'm going to bring this full circle because we started out talking about your family and your two precious girls. Yep. And, uh, your daughters are incredibly beautiful, lovely girls. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, in my office, I have a photograph of you and Violet, mm-hmm. your youngest, yep. uh, when uh, you guys were uh, at my gym a few years ago and she... Uh, she was wearing her little rain boots mm-hmm. and you uh, holding an umbrella, uh, and you were holding her hand and staring out of the gym looking yep. at the rain. Yep. And neither one of you knew I was taking the photograph. Right. But it's it's such a beautiful picture of a legacy because they were really close to their grandma. The
1: very close. And in to me, fact,
0: yeah. um, wasn't there a gift that they got that you made for both of them? Yeah, just, just recently?
1: recently. Yeah when when we uh, when we got to uh, um, the year anniversary of my. Uh, mom passing away, yeah. and gave them a gift uh, that was a picture of each one of them that a friend drew, hand drew the outline of. And then basically, there's a couple of lullabies that my mom would sing specific to each one of them. Yes. And
0: I put the lyrics uh, to those lullabies on that same picture. So, And the most amazing thing is you ended up buying the home that your parents lived in did, up yep. until your mom passed away. Right. And it was too sad for your dad to keep living on in that home yep. by himself, so he sold it to you. Yes. And now your daughters are growing up in the rooms that you and your little sister grew up yep. in, and it's incredible how life comes full circle. Yes. And they have such a memory of your mom. John, listen, I mean, time flies by so quickly when you're having fun. I could talk to you all day about your mom, but I want to say this, um, uh, honestly, you are one of a few really good men that I know. And I'm grateful that God brought you into my life. Um, uh, I'm humbled at the fact that I had such a pivotal role to play in your family's life. And uh, there are a lot of details we could fill in that we don't need to uh, of some of the difficulties we encountered, even through that season. Um, But I'm just grateful that I had a a chance to really uh, be part of your family in that sense. And, And now, um your mom was in some ways uh the first person that i was a caregiver for before we set up rehoboth and yeah hopefully that will always be the standard by which we take care of people we love them simply because of who they are absolutely and continue to take care of them great to have you with us today john thanks for being here thank you so much thanks for joining us on the open spaces podcast If you enjoyed it, then please like it and share it with your friends. We'd really love to connect with you. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Open Spaces Podcast.